Hello everyone and welcome back to A Pinch of Pixie Dust the Podcast. I'm your host Alyssa and I'm your other host Mandy and we're here to talk to you about all things Disney as always. So for today's episode we are going to be talking about episodes 7 through 9 of Marvel's What If season 2. So if you guys have not listened or watched these episodes or you haven't watched any of the series and you're thinking you want to Go back, watch them, and listen to our previous two episodes so you're fully caught up and you know what's going on. And then you can come back and we can discuss episodes 7 through 9. Okay, so, feelings, overall feelings. Honestly, this is going to sound terrible. Yeah. But I am super excited this is our last episode of this. Yeah, me too. Like... I do have to say the episode I watched for this particular episode was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. It was the best one of the bunch by far. Yeah. I, yeah. I watched all three. So mm-hmm. I agree that eight was probably the best out of the group. Yeah. And it made me want to watch nine because it was a two-parter to find out like what happened. But I was... Nine was okay. It was fine. It was fine. But it wasn't as good as eight. Like, I thought yeah. 8 by far was the best episode of the entire series. I agree. Um, overall, I just don't think What If is a show that I'm really into. No, me either. And honestly, like, when I first heard the concept, I thought it was going to be great. Yeah. But I just feel like the execution isn't there, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't know. I almost feel like it would make a really good comic book run. Yeah. But you can do so much more for a run because it's multiple, like, comics. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't feel like it was executed properly. Now, I do like how, and this is kind of where we're going to start spoilers, so spoiler warning. um, I do kind of like how it tied back to season one. I agree with that. I thought that was kind of interesting that it made it more cohesive. So I did like that. But all in all, the stories just don't interest me all that much. Yeah, I have to agree. And another thing, like, you don't have to watch What If to understand anything else that's going on in Marvel because it's, like, a different timeline. Right. So it doesn't matter in a way. Yeah, so if you're a big Marvel Universe fan, but you don't want to watch extra content, like, you don't have to. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah, very nice because, honestly, if I weren't watching it for this podcast... I would have never watched it. I would have not. Yeah, I I would have checked out season one because I wanted to know what it was all about. Mm -hmm. But after I saw season one, I could have been done. Yeah, I was going to say, I might have went back and saw, like, an episode of season two because, like, the Nebula one really interests me. Like, Guardians is my favorite movie out of the the Marvel Universe, Mm -hmm. so I might have watched it, but I think after I got that one, I was like, okay. I'm done. I'm good. We're good. (laughs) I don't need more. So, I don't know. Um, But I'm going to start with episode seven, unless you have anything else you want to get out. Let's get into the episodes. All right, episode seven. So, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I don't have a ton of notes on episode seven, because it was like everything happened and nothing happened. All in the same episode. So it is, what if Hela found the Ten Rings? Cool concept. I was like, okay, this could be really good. Yeah. Uh. (laughs) So basically, um, Odin banishes Hela to Earth because he is starting to get a little weary of, like, her bloodlust that she basically has. Like, Hela is so 
enraged with power, and I think it kind of scares Odin. Mm -hmm. So he banishes her to Earth, and he strips all of her power away. So, like, her crown is lost, and he destroys Mjolnir. Meow meow. I don't know if I ever say it right. Um, And Hela basically lands in medieval China, which is cool. Yeah. Um, She attempts to retrieve her crown, but she fails. And the main leader of this army, his name is Wenwu, um, he basically decides he wants to keep Hela alive and he wants to recruit her into his army because he thinks she would be a valuable fighter. Um, But she escapes because she's trying to steal the Ten Rings Mm -hmm. from him. Well, that doesn't work out too well. Um, So she's basically guided to the realm of Taolo where she's convinced like their leader to let her join their cause and the leader's like all right like whatever i'll teach you martial arts and i'll teach you how to like really control all of your like anger and your power feelings um so as this is all going down heimdall basically is reporting back to odin everything that hella is doing and at one point he loses connection with her I don't exactly know how that happened. I don't know if she, like, went too far out of his, like, realm. I'm, I'm not exactly sure. But basically, Odin's like, okay, I'm done with this. I'm going down. I'm getting her. I'm bringing her back. This is ridiculous. And Hela bands with Wenwu and his army to basically defeat Odin. But in doing so, she gains her power back. Because I guess she shows that she's like a worthy opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, so she gets her crown back. And that's that. Um, at the end of the episode, basically Thanos attacks them. So it's leading you into episodes 8 and 9. But like, it was just boring. Yeah. Like, again, it was like everything happened and absolutely nothing happened. Yeah. I just... I don't know. I just wouldn't watch it. <laughs> I'm just happy I kind of skipped that one, if I'm being honest. Yeah. It, it wasn't my episode, so I was like, nope, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, it just wasn't, no. just wasn't worth it. Okay, so episode eight, like I said, this was my favorite episode out of all of the ones I watched. I agree. And it is called What If the Avengers Assembled in 1602? And actually, like, when I first heard that, I was like, I feel like we've already kind of had this concept because they did the one where, like, the Avengers assembled in the 80s. Yeah. So it's like we're just assembling the Avengers in In different different time periods. I was like, why are we doing this again? But it ended up being really good. Much better than the 80s one, I would say. Yeah, I definitely agree. So basically, the episode opens and you see this portal opening up. And Hela is dragged into this portal. So she... Thor, who's king at the time, is really upset because Hela got pulled from existence, basically. And he thinks that Agent Carter, because she's from a different time period, is to be blamed for this. I don't know how he makes comes to that conclusion, but that's the conclusion he comes to. Good job, Thor. Yeah. So... You find out that Captain Carter was brought into this time, into 1602, by Scarlet Witch. And you find out, too, that Peggy can see the Watcher, which is a pretty cool concept because no one can really see the Watcher. It is kind of cool. Yeah. And, you know, she talks to him and they have cool little conversations throughout the whole thing. 
and he offers to take her home and Peggy says no I need to figure out why this portal keeps opening up I have to save this land basically so she turns to this time's Tony for help and basically they recruit Captain America to steal Thor's scepter because they think that they can use Thor's scepter to basically help close the rifts or find the reason for the rifts being there so Captain America in this episode is basically Robin Hood. Like he steals from the rich and gives to the poor. Yeah. And there's this, Hogan is evil in this one too, by the way. And he leads this army of yellow jackets. And Captain Carter gets captured so that Steve can get away to steal the scepter. Was it just me or did Hogan look like the villain in Pocahontas? Yes, he definitely did. I mean, I assume that's just how like, villains are depicted yeah with like the twirly mustache yeah, and but yeah. i was like why does he look like the guy from pocahontas well i think it's the time period too yeah. like it's supposed to be around the same time so but anyway carter saves bruce from prison because they decide they need bruce banner as the hulk and rides on his back out of prison so that's how she escapes from being captured so weird <laughs> yeah um in the meantime, you find out that Tony created a machine to find the Forerunner, who is the person who was there before Peggy from a different time period. That's They find out that's why these rifts are opening up, because mm -hmm. this Forerunner was there. And they want to send him or her back in time, so the rifts stop opening. Um, they storm the castle to get the scepter. Steve cuts Hogan's feather, which really angers Hogan. <laughs> I do like when he's like, I could get you a new feather. <laughs> yeah, right. And you find the one episode prior, Hogan, that was all about Hogan, you find out how he ended up transfer transforming into like a Hulk-like creature. Mm -hmm. Well, he does that in this one. Which I like that they tied that back. Yeah, I agree. Although they never really explain like how Why? he... Well, it, it doesn't really make sense because the reason he was in the future was because he stole the soldier or the Hulk serum. Right. And that wouldn't have existed back in this time. But whatever, whatever. it doesn't matter. <laughs> what if doesn't make sense as a, as a show. So. Yeah, so Hulk takes on Hogan. So those two are fighting. Carter fights Thor. And Scarlet Witch turns on Thor, basically, and tries to hold the portal from, you know sucking everyone in basically um stark uses his invention and you find out that steve is the forerunner he's the whole reason why these rifts are opening up and you find out that he was sent back in time with the time stone and unfortunately for poor peggy she has to send him back otherwise this world is going to be destroyed so basically you go through the whole thing where steve and peggy lose each other again no, like no. in every universe that's Suck what happens up, peggy and, steve. <laughs> and then dr strange shows up and this to be continued flashes on the screen <laughs> yes okay so do we want to give our overall thoughts at the end of episode nine since they connect we can. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we pick up with Strange, Strange Supreme, and he takes Captain Carter to his sanctum where he basically reveals that he's been capturing universe killers um, because he wants to basically like punish them for their sins, whatever. And he asks her to help him capture an escaped variant um, who fled to a universe where like the Hydra and the Tesseract were just used to destroy the world. And Carter agrees. But then, 
all of a sudden, we see Kahori, who is the brand new, like, never-before-seen superhero in episode six. It was her first appearance. Now, I didn't watch episode six at the time. Mm -hmm. I really like her. I do, too. She's cool. If you haven't watched six, I would watch it, because I'd say that's my second favorite episode of the entire series. Yeah, I like her a lot. But basically, she reveals to Carter that Strange has been capturing the variants to feed them to the Forge. Um, because he is basically trying to resurrect his original universe. Yep. It died, and he wants to get, um, Christine back. Christine, right? Yes. Yes, that's her name. Okay, so... Regina George. (laughs) Regina George. So, Strange basically attempts to kill Kahori, but Carter's like, absolutely not, this isn't happening, and she allows her to escape by basically, like, putting her shield in between them and strange goes on this whole speech and he's like you would do the same for steve and she's like steve wouldn't want this (laughs) Alyssa's rolling her eyes right now like i can't but basically during all of this chaos the pair ends up encountering black panther killmonger which i love killmonger Mm -hmm. i think he's such a good villain so i like to see him in shows and in movies and I like him as the Black Panther, and I like that we were able to bring that back again. So, definitely good. Um, but basically, Kahori is able to separate his armor, allowing Carter to use the Infinity Stones. Um, while the pair battle Strange at the Forge, the variants are led to weapons, and the two women, um, while Kahori sends them home, Strange is taken over by his demonic self, which is so weird. Um, but his demonic self was really cool looking. It was. It was like a dragon-esque thing. It was cool. Really quickly before you move on and I forget, because I will forget. What did you think of Carter using these stones to fight? I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool, but I also didn't think like she'd be that good at it right away. Because like she's never done it before. But I mean, we've seen superheroes do like stranger things without like practice. So yeah, I mean, I do think it's a little weird that she was just like a natural at it. Yeah, but whatever. Um, So basically, the girls win, the forge collapses and strange sacrifices himself um, and his counterpart to it. The Watcher returns Kohori home, and he brings Carter to Strange's restored universe, revealing that although he succeeded in resurrecting Christine, he was never reborn into the world. So he still didn't get what he wanted at the end of the day. And Carter asks the Watcher to show her the multiverse before he takes her home. And that is the end of What If Season season 2. So do you think there's... Okay, first of all, do you think there's going to be a season three? Absolutely. And then if there is, do no. you think that's going to be Peggy, like, looking at all the different universes? Oh, I thought you were going to ask us if we were going to watch it. Oh. <laughs> that's why I said no immediately. Um, I do. I think it's going to be Peggy going through different, like, multiverses or different universes. Do you think it's going to be to try to find, like, a universe where she can be with Steve? I do. And I think they'll probably put them, like, together at the end of it. You think? I do. Um, okay, so overall, just like, I don't know. Okay, this is horrible. I can't stand Carter. I literally cannot stand this romance gushy stuff between her and Steve. Like, I'm sorry he died. It stinks. I I just cannot do every episode. Like, I have to be with Steve. I love Steve. I can't be with Steve. Like, it, 
it goes right through me. I know I said this last time too, but it's like Anna and Elsa, like, she's my sister. Like, I know. I know who she is. My thing is, like, I really liked Peggy Carter and, like, the Captain America movies. Mm-hmm. But, like, this version of her isn't... She's, like, so self-righteous. Yeah, it's not as good as the movies. It's not even close to the movies. No, she's just like, I'm Agent Carter and I do everything perfectly. And why is she our main character? I don't know. It's so weird to me. I honestly think it's because, like, they could pay her less than, like, one of the main characters. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. I just... Like, there were certain things about... These two episodes I really enjoyed. Yeah, especially eight. I yeah. really enjoyed eight. Like, I really like seeing the Avengers dynamic, but in, like, a very olden English type of way. But it was I, weird because there was still, like, very modern, like, twist, twist to, to it. it. Like, there was still an army of yellow jackets that could shrink like Ant-Man. Like, yeah. So I don't understand, like, how they had the technology to do all that all stuff in back in that time. I don't know. The logic is flawed, but I did like seeing, like, the old English-esque thing that they were trying to pull off. I thought it was funny. Yeah. Um, I really liked Strange's, like, second form, like, his dragon thing. I thought it was really cool. I thought the fight scenes were well done. Like, they weren't... I didn't think they were, like, too dramatic. Like how Nebula was like literally electrocuted. Yeah, I I liked the end fight scene until they kept doing the up down thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they would like pull them up to the ceiling, then drop them down to the forge, then pull them up to the ceiling. It got to be a little bit repetitive for me. But also, I was on the edge of my... Well, I mean, I knew what was going to happen. But, like, it still had some anxiety to it. Yeah, where you were like, ooh, this is keeping my interest, which is nice. Yeah, but after a while, I was just like, okay, we've done this enough times. Can we stop now? (laughs) Yeah, I just... I don't know. Overall, like, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, Well, these episodes were okay. Yeah. The series as a whole, I thought, was just not great. Okay, so as a whole, right, what would you give it out of ten? I know it's hard. That is hard. Probably like a five. I was going to say five and a half, six. Okay. Because there was some things I did enjoy. There were, but... like the majority was meh. That's the thing. Like, I feel like there was more... I was more bored than I was interested. Yeah. Like, now these last episodes... Again, I didn't watch seven because it just didn't interest me at all. I didn't care if Hella got the rings or not. Yeah, now eight and nine, like I said, they were definitely the best of the bunch. And I probably would put them at like an eight, eight and a half. Yeah, I would agree with that. I enjoyed those. Especially like seven, like I said. Or sorry, Eight. eight. So... But overall, yeah, I just wasn't, it wasn't for me. Yeah, I agree. I almost feel like this show is really made for, like, hardcore comic book lovers. Yeah, which is fine. Which is fine, because I feel like they're used to, like, very outlandish and, like, different concepts Mm -hmm. throughout comic runs. Mm -hmm. But I think for people who are just watching the movies and expecting something out of the show... They're not going to get what they're expecting. Yeah. So back to your questions you asked me, do you think it's going to be Peggy going through the different universes? I do, but I don't know that she's going to end up with Steve because I feel like that's kind of a constant, even like no matter the situation, like there's always some constants it seems and the constant is that they never end up together. So you think it's going to be heartbreak after heartbreak? I do, and I think it's going to be miserable. (laughs) Fair. So. Fair. 
you know it's not miserable. (laughs) (laughs) Our listeners, of course. They are not miserable. And we want to thank them. Now, this is for listening to the episode, The Haunted Mansion. Thank you to our listeners in Cold Lake, Alberta, Canada, Monroeville, Pennsylvania, Council Bluffs, Iowa, Marcellus, Michigan, shout out to Wyndham, New Hampshire, Beaver, Pennsylvania, Bethel Park, Pennsylvania. Thank you to Lititz, Pennsylvania. Is that how you would say that? I think so. Uh, Lititz? Lititz? I don't know. Thank you, though. Thank you, guys. Um, Thank you to Waterford, Michigan, Los Angeles, California, Hendersonville, North Carolina, Orlando, Florida, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Thank you to St. Paul, Minnesota, San Jose, California, and last but certainly not least, Sydney, Australia. Thank you guys so much. We truly appreciate you. Thank you, guys. Well, everyone, that will do it for this week's episode. We want to know, did you watch What If? And if you did, what did you think of it? Let us know on Facebook or Instagram. At a Pinch of Pixie Dust podcast. You can also email us at pinchofpixiedust at outlook.com. And until next time, guys, we hope hope your lives are full of faith, trust, and pixie dust. Bye, everyone. We hope you have a wonderful week, and we will see you next time. Bye, everyone.